0: Episode 333, WandaVision Season 1. Episode 3, now in color. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Welcome to Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery. I'm a fan of comic books and movies and comic book movies and TV and comic book TV shows. And I'm here with two other fans of comic books and movies and comic book movies and comic book TV shows. That'd be Agent Stewart right over there, up above Lake Michigan.
1: Uh, Yes. Hi, guys. Closer to Superior, but whatever. Let's not get into that.
0: (laughs) Well, you're above Lake Michigan from me.
1: Yes, there's a whole lake between us.
0: Yes, and there's a mountain range between me and this other person, and that is Agent Samantha. Hello, how you guys doing?
1: Great. Yeah, it's we're hey it, we're, we're we've done two episodes in two weeks. This is pretty good.
0: <laughs> it's true, and it's actually been three episodes in three weeks if you include the uh, <gasps> yeah. the legend. So oh, that's right. Yeah yeah, I mean, we are on top of things right now, and that is partially because we've got weekly content coming our way, and that makes it a lot more I don't know if it's if urgent is the right word, but I think it is. I, I think that we just feel a different kind of urgency when we have this weekly programming happening. and yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been fun having this stuff coming our way, and even though it's been short for this week. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, we got we got new MCU content. I'm always happy for that.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Although, I mean, we we did have MCU content last summer, and it was really really good. We enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this this is different. Uh, what's fun about this is it's really really different. It just feels different. So much so that. Uh, the episode names were 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 very different, and now now they've changed again. What's going on here? Yeah,
1: there's a whole slash film article about it, and basically, uh, what happened was when the first when the first two episodes dropped, they were just called episode one and two, and then when episode three dropped, they all had uh, they all now have um, proper titles, quote unquote.
0: And so this wasn't our imagination.
1: No. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. And according to the Slash Film article, they're like uh sure. Okay, we don't know why, but the uh you know, quoting these titles don't tell us much, but they do suggest Disney Plus will release titles for all nine episodes this season, perhaps after they premiere on the streaming platform to avoid spoilers. So these
0: titles for episode one and two had no spoiler like, no it, live before or, or film before a live studio audience and filming. don't touch that dial and then Those the third the one is titles. now in color yeah which the third one might have been a spoiler if we hadn't seen episode two so if you're just looking at a list of the episodes and you haven't seen any of them then you would know that this episode is in color
1: yeah I have like the a,
0: other two. Spoiler alert. I,
2: I have a theory about what happened with the titles. Okay. Somebody forgot to put them on the website.
1: Well, <laughs> but the, it, but uh, it's it's also the IMDB page wasn't wasn't updated either. Now, the IMDB page doesn't get their information from Disney. So, you know, they just they just go by what is readily available and what users put on. So it makes sense that they wouldn't have, have had it until the Disney plus site put it on there. But I don't know. I don't think Disney plus does anything on accident.
0: I don't know either. It just seems like such a weird thing.
1: Yeah. Well, do you want to, do you want to start talking about this show?
0: Yeah, yeah. So this episode was also weird and different in the sense that we're still in 30 minute ish. If you include the credits and commercials, Uh, it's 30 minutes ish. Uh, That's different. Um, But this is the episode where Wanda has her baby. But it's not just one because one plus one is more than two.
1: As and one is the loneliest number, so let's not have, you know, let's not have a lonely baby. Let's have a a baby that gives a side eye and then has a friend.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so apparently, in this calculation, one plus one equals four,
0: which is yes. also more than two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So oh,
2: there's so much going on in this episode.
0: There is, yeah. there is. So the, the, the big plot is that as she's getting ready to have the baby, the babies are coming very quick. And as she moves through these developmental stages with the baby in her womb, babies, I should say, in her womb, um, moving from fruit size to fruit size. <laughs>
2: she, which is a true thing. They do use
1: fruit. <laughs> <laughs> we actually... Uh, we actually did that with Elliot, our our, our youngest. You know, I, I had to go to the store to find the right size bok choy <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> this vegetable versus that vegetable so we could take pictures of them.
0: It is easy shorthand until you get into fruits that I have no idea what size they are.
1: Right. Do you know what a do you know what size a bok choy is?
0: No, no of course yes. not. I know how big a grape <laughs> is. Yeah, they're
2: they're pretty huge. They're typically weighed on a scale at the grocery store, and typically you can't get the entire thing on the scale.
0: Well, that just sounds like a food I wouldn't even want to put in my mouth, though. I'm a very picky eater.
1: I I, I don't know that we knew that about you, Ben, but that's okay. bok choy is yummy if you cook it right, just like everything else.
0: Yeah, so (laughs) as she's having the babies go through these developmental stages... Crazy, wacky things are happening in the house, like a vacuum cleaner starts moving around and rain on the inside because her water broke. And Vision read about having a water birth, (laughs) Uh, but it's also affecting their neighborhood. And so they realize the baby is coming not on Friday, but it's coming today. Vision has to go get the doctor. But Geraldine happens to come when the babies start to come. And so she's there for the birth. And so that's a whole big thing. And then also she's there after the birth. And she talks to Wanda about the babies. And Wanda starts having memories of when she was a twin. And she, I guess she still is a twin. But when her brother was still alive, Geraldine mentions Ultron. And Wanda says, you need to leave. And Geraldine gets thrown out of some sort of energy field thing that we're going to talk about. Also, as that was happening, vision was outside talking to the neighbors and the neighbors are very suspicious of Geraldine because she's not married and doesn't have a home. She's new, very new. And they're talking it over. They're hiding something from vision. It's an awkward conversation about Geraldine, but when he goes inside, he finds out she's gone. And that's, that's pretty much the plot in a nutshell. Uh, other than you know, there's lots of details that we're gonna talk about and and jokes and things like that. Um, but I do have a place that I'd like to start, if I may. And as okay. I want to make a declaration. I told Stuart off the recording that I had some declarations to make. And this uh, is declaration right. number okay. one. All due respect to Dandy Daniel Butcher. And he is due a lot of respect. Do not get me wrong. All due respect, he declared a man in Agents of Shield to be named the Stash. I declare that Phil is the new the Stash. Now, Phil is the guy with the mustache that gets one line in this episode, and it's a great line, and it cracked my my 19 uh, year old son. It cracked him up pretty pretty seriously, but. I declare him the stash, and from now on, even though I took the time to find out his name, Phil, he is the new stash.
1: Okay, here's my question about Phil, the the declared stash. Um, Is that the same actor who was in the other two episodes with the same mustache?
0: It is. He was in the opening credits for this one as well. Um, Oh, it is? It's the
1: same actor?
0: Yes. Yeah, he yeah. sure
1: looks different. Okay,
0: well, okay. I, I mean, was... granted, it's in color now, and also the lights were out for most of his scene. So,
1: <laughs> yes, I mean, and he's that apparently was married joke. to
0: Dotty, right? Go was ahead. that Dotty?
1: Don't know if I can call her Dotty. Um, sure looked like Anya. <laughs>
0: Let's
2: see, I'm trying to look up the name of the style of this mustache. I think it's the Walrus. <laughs>
0: Just before the power goes out, Dottie steps into the room and says, do these earrings make me look fat? I've never heard of someone's earrings making them look fat. It's
2: it's, it's a joke about, you know, does this dress make me look fat? You know. Oh,
0: well, and but, the the bigger joke for me is just his reaction of, oh, well, thank God.
2: Well, well the, the punchline is that, no, it's impossible for earrings to make you look fat. like <laughs> thank-
0: so, I don't know. I think the punchline might be he didn't have to answer because he was afraid he'd have to answer yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> of, of I think you might making right. mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, along with all the jokes in this episode, I don't I don't remember watching a lot of like Brady Bunch or or other '70s sci not sci-fi '70s shows that you know these were based. This feels like it was based off of. So I don't know if the jokes in this were were appropriate for that, but I always do remember that you know, does this make me look fat? Is an appropriate joke for that time of television? An appropriate maybe maybe the wrong term, but it's a it's a time period. It feels right in the time period.
2: Yeah, yeah I, 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 I think all the jokes were spot on for the the time period
0: there are two things that I want to point out. If we're going to talk about time period now, then we, we can maybe get to that. Oh, but, wait, do you um, have any
1: more declarations?
0: I, I will. We'll get to them.
1: Okay. Right. Okay. I want to be yeah. prepared.
0: Cause I am going to declare uh, the big bad of this episode. And I'm also going to declare the big bad of the series.
1: Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm patiently waiting. Those,
0: those declarations are coming. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the, the period that we're in because this is we may not have passed the 70s as far as what what kind of sitcom we're looking at because this is definitely the feel of the the brady bunch partridge family um Mm -hmm. the opening theme song some of that stuff felt brady bunch ish with the different you know shapes on the screen and pictures in the shapes Mm -hmm. but um some of that felt like other shows the music felt like the Partridge family. Mm-hmm. And I actually was like, I, this feels like the Partridge family. I need to listen to this. And when I started listening to the Partridge family on, um, on YouTube to, to listen to the theme song, it is, it almost feels like you could play them side by side. It's just, instead of um, whatever the, the harpsichord kind of uh, instrument that's playing for the Partridge family, it's voices that are doing the same kind of thing in, in the WandaVision with a da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And it re- really just feels like the Partridge Family with that that music. Now, Partridge Family, I, this is me looking it up because I didn't know off the top of my head, but Partridge Family ran from 70 to 74. Brady Bunch ran from uh, 69 to 74. And then we have our end theme song music. I guess it was a the theme song, but end music of um, uh, Daydream Believer which is by the monkeys and the monkeys TV show anyway, was I think 66 to 68, just two seasons for that. But that, that song at the end, man, that that was so cool. Oh, we're going to talk
1: about the end. We're going to talk about it.
0: And, and then the other thing is the furniture and the set. Again, that feels like we're in the Brady bunch house.
1: Right. Stairs
0: with the, the rails, the, the brick, uh, the yard. <laughs> the- right. Oh, I yeah. I love
1: the, it, on the, it, so they had the driveway and then they brick wall. um, And then on the other side of the yard, they had another wall. But then on just off the the yard, there were two scrims
0: <laughs> and se- yep. there were painted yep. scenes. I thought so that was as- fantastic. <laughs> I think not as bad as the Brady Bunch. I think the Brady Bunch scrims were a little better. But, but not necessarily much. And if you're looking out the window, you know, it's that backyard set, um, which also feels like, you know, through that screen door, um, he builds the, uh, the swing set, which is funny because they don't even have the kids yet. Like the kids aren't even babies and he's building the a, a swing set before that. And, um, I shouldn't say they aren't babies. I, you know what I mean? They're, they're not born. And, um, and he's, he's already got the swing set going. Uh, yeah, but it, it's, we're very much squarely in that style of, of sitcom. Um, and, and that's just a cleaner, happier, more upbeat kind of thing. So I'm curious what we're going to get into with the next set. Are we going to get into some more of the, you know, all in the family, uh, Barney Miller kind of more, I don't know, gritty sitcom? Uh, when we we move into maybe late 70s? Is that our next step?
1: I got to think Happy Days is going to be in there. Because Happy Days is so iconic. And it's such a throw. I mean, because it was 70s, right? But it was a throwback to the 50s? That's what makes it interesting.
2: Happy Days Days ran until, what, 1985? But it was supposed to be set in the 50s, if I recall?
0: It was. Yeah. It was. yeah. Yeah. Happy Days, it was made. It started in the 70s. Um, It was basically riding the coattails of American graffiti. um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was this throwback to the 50s. And it was it was a nostalgia show um, from the 70s looking back to back to the 50s,
1: which seems right up this alley, right up the alley for this show. You know, I, I could totally see them leaning into that a little bit. The whole yeah. nostalgia bit of, of of something like Happy Days So Especially with with she, What struck me again on the One of the many times I watched this episode She talks about All American things Her accent's gone She says Tommy's a straight All American name You know the Hydra Soak was Made in America So it had this like We're we're hitting you over the head Maybe, maybe not It could just be (laughs) I don't know But it has this idea of, of Really Americanizing her And then when she goes into When she starts talking about Pietro and Sokovia And singing the kids A Sokovian lullaby She almost slips back into it So I don't know I don't know I have no idea what's happening in this show
0: I'm just curious, like, what's going to happen as we move more into the real world plot stuff? Like, how is that going to all work? Are we going to hit a point where episode eight and nine aren't TV? Uh, I'm just I'm I'm just really curious how this is all going to fit together. And of course, we don't know. They don't they aren't doing a next time on. No. And, and in some no, ways, there's that's no trailers a good thing.
1: I love that idea because now it's appointment viewing, and it's, you know, all we can do to speculate is what we're doing, is looking at the past, looking at, you know, what they've set out, and sort of making assumptions based on that. And then we and, have the luxury of putting it on the internet.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, but then, I mean, they're also. Like with the last episode, we had the switch over to color and Mm -hmm. it felt like, oh, this is kind of giving us a glimpse as to where we're going. And then we move into episode three here and I feel like there is very little clues about where we're going. And I mean, there's clues and we're going to talk about it because I do have a feeling I'm going to make some declarations, you know, that I don't know if they're true, uh, but I'm going to declare them confidently. You know, and, and, and I, I think that's a made that Dan- wrong. Let's put it that way.
1: Dandy Daniel Butcher would be proud of you, I think.
0: That's that's the way. <laughs> that, that is this the is way. the way. This is the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, OK, so any more about the time period here?
2: Um, well, one, yes. Uh, Paul Bettany, I love his long hair and sideburns. They they really work well for him. He looks great with them. <laughs> I loved it. Um, two, um, there's a little bit of, I think there's a nod to the Godfather in this episode. Um, if you're familiar with the Godfather series, anytime you see oranges on screen, that usually means it's a big, someone's going to die or there's a big plot event or, or something, you know, really, um, that's this paradigm shift in the, in the universe of the Godfather. Um, Elizabeth Olsen's, uh, Wanda, and uh, through this um, whole episode, she has a lot to do with fruit, naturally, because of the babies. Um, But um, in the scene where she's trying to hide her pregnancy from Geraldine, she ends up holding a fruit bowl. And I noticed that there's two very large oranges in the fruit bowl. So I'm wondering if that's a nod to The Godfather, which was released in, uh, the first one was released in, what, 76.
0: Yeah, I don't know the, the year sh- on that, but definitely 70s. Yeah. Pre-Superman, that's that's yeah, because uh, uh yeah, it's Mario Mario Puzo, mm-hmm. Puzo, yes, yeah, who so. worked on the Superman script, because of The Godfather, like they yeah. get it, he was a big get for a comic book movie, but it added a lot of legitimacy to the to Superman. That and Marlon Brando, even ah, if you couldn't yes. pronounce Krypton right. Where should we go next? We can talk about the commercial. We could talk about, remember last episode when, um, when Samantha, you brought up, uh, Pleasantville and what was the other movie? Oh, Truman Show.
2: Truman
0: Show. Yeah. Truman Show. So, yeah. <laughs> inspirations here. I have a possible n- another inspiration because there's some things happening in this episode that really gave me some vibes to a specific Twilight Zone episode.
2: Oh yeah I'm I have a feeling from this point on we're going to see a lot of different styles and influences um
0: Well do you remember It's a good life? Yeah good that episode of The Twilight Zone that's the one with the kid that all he's all powerful and all the adults oh, around yes. him are like yeah hey we're all happy you know and and yeah. they're acting around him um I had some serious vibes with with that in this in this episode especially uh where they're like kind of talking around wanda you know especially when vision goes out and is talking to the two neighbors and when he goes out they're actually like oh i don't know what's going on where did she what's she doing in there i don't know what she's doing in there they seem to know something is going on and i get the impression that they are i i think geraldine does not belong in westview but the other neighbors do and I have theories for why but these two are talking about this like maybe they don't know what's going on but they know that Geraldine is upsetting the balance of what's going on and and I just get this feeling like they're they are working at cross purposes with Wanda in the same way that those the family that lives with that kid in the Twilight Zone episode, he's so powerful, but he doesn't know exactly what's going on around him. And so he's just making everyone do what he wants them to do. And if they don't sing the song the way he wants them to sing the song or play with him the way that he wants to play with, he he sends them to the cornfield. It just I I got this this strong vibe thing going on, the strong callback to the the Twilight Zone. It's a good life. Could be wrong, but I have some feelings about why that's why that's going on, and that is, I believe that Wanda's in control of all of this.
2: I agree.
1: I don't. I I think if there's one for a certain thing, is that Wanda's in control of it, whether or not she is um, the antagonist or protagonist in this made-up world of hers. Is a different story, but she's definitely in control of it. I mean, we saw that in Ultron. She can create worlds to show people what she wants them to see.
0: Yeah, I I think she is, and this is declaration here. I'm, I'm right, declaring I'm her. I'm declaring her the big bad. This shows big really? bad is Wanda. Yeah, I'm declaring her the big bad. I don't know if this is going to turn into she becomes. The Thanos for the you know phase four or anything like that. I don't know about that. I don't know if I know she's going to be in Doctor Strange and not the mouth of madness.
1: The
0: multiverse of madness. Madness. Um I'm wondering if this is setting her up as the big bad for at least that Doctor Strange movie.
2: But how? So okay. so, is it possible that she's both the protagonist and the antagonist? It's it's a it's a hero versus self situation as opposed to a hero versus other.
0: It it could be. I I do think that I don't know about the hero versus self portion of that, mm-hmm. but I do think that in this series, if you're looking at Wanda's story, she is the protagonist of her story, um, and in a much more literal sense than like we talk about how a good villain is the hero of his own story, you know? And so Magneto, he's doing what he's doing because, um, he believes we need to destroy everyone who's not a mutant because of what they do to mutants, you know? And, and so we call him a villain because he's a killer and a murderer and, and doesn't have a moral center that, that we, that's shared with, um, the majority of the world, you know, but he is the hero of his story. I think that if you're looking at WandaVision, that Wanda is the hero of her story here. And she has the best, if not intentions behind what she's doing. She has a righteousness behind the emotions that's causing her to do what she's doing. Um, But I'm wondering if that's going to be causing a, a lot of problems for people outside of her, where she is the antagonist for other people's stories. And and I think that that's I think potentially have some really good storytelling coming our way, um, even as far ahead as as Doctor Strange, where if that's the case, I mean, even if I'm wrong, I there's still some good stories coming our way. Don't get me wrong. But that's just as I'm watching this and wondering, I'm seeing her. Holding these people captive. Possibly, but you have the doctor saying, you know, small towns, it's. Impossible to escape, you know. And when she turns on Geraldine and is like, "I think you need to leave." Why does she need to leave? Because you're upsetting the balance of my reality that I need right now. And and I'm wondering, I, I don't know if Agnes and is it Rich? I can't remember the the guy with the tr- the weed trimmer thing. Um, I don't Herb. know if they know what's going on. Herb. <laughs> <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> One syllable word with, with an R in it. That yeah, that's great. Um, but I, I'm I'm looking. That's true. <laughs> true. Yeah, I, I'm looking at this and just thinking this looks like something where she's in she's in charge. She's in control, unless she's not. But all of the bad things that are happening happen when she's out of control. And so like the mm-hmm. water and the flooding. That was caused by her going through a, a, a moment of pain, where she loses control.
1: Well, she definitely. I rewatched Ultron um, last week sometime, and she definitely has the ability to create worlds, right? Or create a a, a vision, aha, um, uh, of some uh, for someone. Right. So I imagine she could do that for herself too. Um, What I found real interesting is that she has the ability to control. uh, I just made a connection. She has the ability to control time. Like, I don't know. The time stone does. She has the ability to control reality. Like, I don't know. The reality stone does. Um. So that's an interesting thing. Is she is she channeling? You know, uh, the Infinity Stones. Now I know Marvel has said that we're done with the Infinity Stones, but are we? I mean, Vision's walking around with one in his forehead. Here's the thing. Go ahead.
2: That that actually is a huge theory about Wanda that's going around the internet. Is that um, she her powers um, mimic the all all of the Infinity Stones?
0: Well, we talked about that last week. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a theory on the internet because everyone listened to our episode. last week. That's that's actually that's not true at all. But. No. Uh, Here's here's the thing, though. I'm not I'm not so convinced about that because I'm not sure if she's actually controlling time as much as she's controlling perception. And and the reason is because she is experiencing time linearly. So it's not like she's sending everything back in time. She's still moving forward. I think she's just just imagine yourself with a remote control, it can be a VCR remote control, or it could be a DVR remote control. It depends on just what your frame of reference is for you, for your age, uh, DVD, you know, whatever, whatever. But imagine you are Wanda, you have the remote control and you are looking at the TV and the TV is moving forward with you in time. And then you hit the rewind button. You are still moving forward in time, but you're watching the the tape moved backward. Now the tape isn't actually moving backward in time. It's just moving the signal. You know, it's, 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 it's what you see looks like it's moving backward in time, but it's actually still moving forward in time. It's just physically moving in a different way. And so I think she's actually like pulling things and moving these around and rewriting then. But it was, I, I think she's still moving forward through time, just the same as everybody else and she's just shifting reality around her more so than than shifting time around her because i i think that this is a construct she's made it but it's a physical construct and we'll get to that in just a moment but that's my theory i have I, to agree
1: well why do you why do you still live here if time is linear ben what do you mean i'm trying to reference uh ds9 and i'm failing poorly at it um sorry
0: it's been a while for me too though ds9 it's been a little while
1: yeah uh anyway so the the fact is she is a she is probably one of the most well she's definitely one of the most if not the most powerful um mcu character that we have you know, if she set her mind to it, she could accomplish anything. There's your Back to the Future reference there, people.
0: Um, but you're she looking can, at human characters, for sure. Yeah, for sure. for sure. There's some space characters out there. But if you're looking Earthbound characters, I mean, all, all of our powers are these physical science-based mm-hmm. things. And then you have Wanda, who, who knows what's going on with her.
1: She can literally move things with her mind. She says so in Civil War.
0: And her brother can run really fast. Good Not for me more. Good for him. So here's the the thing that makes me wonder about, you know, this thing that she's created. I think it's a physical place and I think it's a, a limited physical place. And I think that she's taken that physical place and made it her own. And is creating this escapism world out of these poor people who are in this physical place, this Westview. And when she shoots Geraldine out of this place, Geraldine is wearing the 70s clothes. When mm-hmm. she lands on the ground, she's wearing those fish pants. And that makes me say, okay, so this is this is physical control, too. Like she's created a reality this is not just in your mind stuff it's Mm -hmm. both and so the pants that she put on that morning one leg after the other just like everyone else but unlike everyone else covered in fish print those pants were (laughs) real and they were physical and they stuck with her when she was thrown out of there
1: now okay i'm gonna put a little bit of a I don't know. I don't know how I'm, I don't know how this is gonna come out, Ben. All what right. if Geraldine is infiltrating this construct that Wanda has made? Because if Wanda was creating Geraldine, she wouldn't have put a, the the sword pendant on her.
0: I think I think that's what's going on. I think that I mean so, she but I don't go, know if Geraldine knew it. I don't I think Geraldine might have been warped. As she came in, because just like everyone else, something slightly is off and then she's kind of, wait, why am I here? And then it really snapped in. Yeah, it really snapped when snapped Uh, when uh, (laughs) when Wanda mentioned her her brother, Pietro. And,
2: And if you recall, too, she also was not introduced until episode two. And it mm-hmm. seemed like yeah, she yeah. was almost new to the community herself. So that makes a lot of sense.
0: That's what Agnes said. Agnes said, well, Agnes or her, one of them said division. she's new, very new, doesn't have a husband. Well, that's not strange. No. And then a beat. And then, but she doesn't have a house. She doesn't have a home. And I... I, I In my notes, what I put down was Geraldine doesn't belong. And these others, these other neighbors, they belong. And they seem to know something more than what they're actually revealing, even if they don't know exactly what's going on.
1: I think they know. Yeah, they know something. I don't know that they know everything, but they know something.
0: But Dottie, so I wonder, like, I wonder if there's three tiers of people here. Because you have Geraldine, who I don't even know why I'm here. And then she's she's obviously got memories from outside. She talks about Ultron and she's thrown out. But she seems to be someone who is part of the Westview group. And then you have people like Dottie and and the doctor who who have these moments of recognizing something's off. And then they snap back in and like, hey, I'm going to take care of this the way any other housewife would, you know, by myself, you know, with the, the blood or whatever. And then you have like Agnes and Herb who are talking about things and like, this isn't right. She shouldn't be in there. What's going on? And and I wonder if there's like three tiers of, of people here that. As far as like how much they know. And then, of course, you have Wanda. Who so may not know what she's doing, but knows what she's doing. Does that make sense?
1: So do you think I don't remember if I asked this last week, but do we think vision is a construct of Wanda's creation, or do we think vision is there? Like he's been re uh he's been raised from the dead for lack of a better term.
2: Yeah, well.
0: that's I, the big question, yeah.
2: Since uh, we wholly believe that Wanda has powers similar to the Infinity Stones, that's not impossible, because she can reverse. I mean, if if Thanos could take, you know, the Time Stone and reverse Wanda, who had destroyed um, the Mind Stone and reverse that action, then she can reverse that action as well.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I, I'm. What? I'm inclined to think that Vision is a construct mm-hmm. that she. Okay, so I again, I don't know, I don't have any special knowledge. I'm going to say this very confidently as if this is what it is. But, I mean, in less than a week, people are going to know. Well, maybe not. In less than six weeks, people are going to know if I'm wrong or not. But I imagine we have a situation where Wanda stepped into a neighborhood and just started creating this escape for herself, which included transforming the physical world at least in this small space transforming these people into what she needed them to be to fit into this sitcom sensibility and creating vision now if she creates vision does that mean is it him it it could be but i i don't think it is i think this vision is is a vision like it's 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 something she created and it's real to her, um, but I feel like she's holding on to it. And 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 this construct that she's made is every once in a while getting a little beyond her grasp because she's created him so well or he's real. (laughs) Okay, you could go either way because he he has moments then where he's stepping out and saying, huh, that just doesn't make sense. He's cutting into the cinder block. That doesn't work. You know, and he's having head scratching moments that she's rewinding. And it's only with him where she's done that with the time, I think. He starts to think something that he shouldn't be thinking because it's going to break the the illusion. And then she rewinds him.
1: Did she? OK, because I, I missed that. Did she rewind or did it glitch? Well, and it was almost like okay. a jump cut
0: it was a rewind because now, okay, how did it work? I don't know. But in the scene, in this episode, last one, we saw them like rewind back. Yeah. Yeah. This one, it was a jump cut and it was, it felt off, but it jumped back to a previous line. And Mm -hmm. he's, and he's saying the same exact thing, but he takes the conversation in a different direction instead of saying, yeah, have you noticed this about this? And it's off. Instead, it turns into, yes, I'm I'm worried, too. And you get the studio audience. ah. Mm-hmm. but he goes back and repeats a line and it's like the scene is reset and he's just taking it, it, the conversation in a different way. That's going to keep him away from any kind of realization.
2: And you don't want to forget that in the previous episode when Wanda saw the beekeeper coming out of the sewer. She said no, and that's when we had the rewind at the end of the last episode.
0: And that rewound also, I think, back to a a point it, where where the scene just took a different track. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I, in in some ways, maybe she's just using that rewind, for lack of a better term, rewind power on vision, like because she's rewriting. You know, she sends him back; he does not remember the conversation. And again, this is her control, maybe losing some control and then fighting to grab that control back.
1: Do we think that she's created Westview as some sort of or the the world inside of Westview as some sort of grief? She's so stricken with grief because Pietro died and then Thanos killed um, Vision it, she's processing a lot of this grief. I wonder if those two things are connected.
0: I do. I think this is her coping. Mm-hmm. I think this is, this is her coping with grief, coping with the anger and, and the loss and, and having to deal with things that no human should have to deal with, um, with like Thanos and all the power stuff, and you know, everything's going on with that. Um, I think it is. I think this is her just trying to cope with such trauma. And, and, it's, and this is her escape right now, you know? And, and I, I do, I, I do think so. Let's see here. So what's
1: your third declaration?
0: Third declaration. You know how people are talking about how there's no big battles in this yet. It's mm-hmm. so a Marvel show, there's going to be battles. Everyone missed the big battle in this one with the, the big bad of the series might be Wanda, but the big bad of this episode, because she's using her magic to fight it, is the stork. Yeah. Right? And she's losing. <laughs> yeah. Now, is it because she's dealing with the pregnancy stuff? Could be. I mean Is it
1: because the stork is outside of her her world that she's created, therefore the magic doesn't attach it? You know, doesn't I think work that with that She
0: it? I think she accidentally created things in this episode. The butterflies. Were brought to life as she's thinking about something fluttery. You know, the stork comes when she's getting ready to have the baby. You know, like this is fairy tale stuff in some ways. She talks about, "Oh, I it feels so fluttery," and then the butterflies come to life. Well, now she's about to have the baby. She's having contractions, and the stork comes. And what do storks do? They bring babies. You know, and so maybe the stork is a harbinger of that or what. But she's using magic to try and get that thing to go away. And he's flapping his wings and making the smoke dissipate, you know, and, it's, and all the special effects money was in that stork. You know, like the <laughs> the vacuum cleaner. Uh, uh-uh. I mean, the, that was easy. You know, that was uh, the doors opening, the water falling. OK, yeah, the, the water falling. That's going to take some some special effects money. But that stork, that animated stork, uh, so well done. <laughs> the most realistic, non-real stork. That, I, that I've seen in a long time, honestly
1: Well, it's a Disney show now so it's a it's an audio <laughs> animatronic stork
0: it looked like it it looked like it just like Mr. Lincoln yeah that that stork I that you just nailed it because it doesn't it doesn't look real, but it looks real like it looks physical and you just nailed it it looked like an animatronic stork. It looked so much better animated because there's no strings to hide and no puppetry going on. But
1: yeah,
0: no this experience. was the big battle, and people clearly aren't seeing. <laughs> we're not watching the same show, blah blah. blah. But <laughs> anyway, well,
1: what's interesting about that is that there are, you know, not super big, you know, Thanos size battles, but she struggles. Every episode, she struggles with something. You know, she's going up against something.
0: If you're watching these back to back to back, we're an hour in because we're we're looking at you know 20 minutes, 22 minutes because you you add on the credits and and those kind of things. We've moved into Act Two. The conflict becomes more realized and and understood.
1: This is when we find out the Stork is actually the big bad of the series. <laughs> is there a comic book villain named the Stork, Ben? I, feel I, like I don't think
0: should... so, but there should. And is. <laughs> His weapon is he brings you a baby that you have to take care of. <laughs> like I'm going to rob this bank, but you have to take care of that baby. Otherwise that baby is going to crawl into that construction site. You got to go take care of that baby.
1: And then it's just a Roger Rabbit film and you're like,
0: "What? What how do yep, that?" Yep, yep. And then the stork is trying to get it with the money, but somehow, you know, the pile of bricks that almost falls on the baby that the baby made fall over, you know, it, it lands on the stork and and of course, he is his own, wah, own undoing, wah. but basically, his superpower is child endangerment. <laughs> <laughs> That'll go for real well. Yeah. real well. Well, not in the seventies, but <laughs> I, I bet I bet you could get that into a a Cartoon Network show in in the late nineties.
1: Yeah. I, I
0: bet, I bet that could be made into a. So,
1: I heard a theory, and it was more of a question than a theory. And it was, um, what? So as TV gets longer. You know, TV shows, prestige TV shows get longer. Sitcoms get longer. Are our episodes in Wandavision going to get longer? Could we be looking at a you know season episode eight and nine actually being sixty
0: minutes? We could, if we move formats off of sitcom. But you have to remember, TV has not been getting longer. TV, I mean, yeah, your prestige TV, where you're able to do a ninety minute episode or whatever for streaming or an AMC because they they just adjust the the schedule or whatever. Or you remember they did the uh, forty five minutes of of the office and
2: mm-hmm. well, they did it for friends too. They did
0: for friends and Seinfeld, where they both do forty five minutes, so it's a ninety minute block. Uh, of just those two shows, but that they did it for The Office and was it Parks and Rec? Maybe they didn't do it for The Office. Maybe I'm wrong. But here's the thing if you think about it, literally, sitcoms have been getting shorter. Everything on TV, network TV, has been getting shorter to make room for more commercials.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's true. Um, they, they, sh- they actually added ad time in, was it 2006? I think. Uh, 2005 or 2006. I, I remember having a conversation um, with somebody when I worked at the movie studios about this, and that's around the time that I worked there.
0: So this is where you also have like theme songs have disappeared, <laughs> and you, you don't have the opening credits sometimes. Uh, and then you also, on tv networks these these cheap tv networks that are like the digital channels for us it's like 16.3 mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Yeah. is old time classic tv you know they will when the they'll run commercials so that the actual dialogue of the episode ends at 9:30 the end credits start to run at 9:30 but the beginning of the next show has started playing also at 9:30, you have it's a split screen kind of thing the next episode is on the screen and in a little box is the end credits for the episode you're watching and they're just trying to pack as many commercials in there as they can and it's hard because they can only edit so much out of an episode of benson or whatever for the plot <laughs> to still make sense but i do think I, I think we have to be heading into a situation where we have some 45 minute episodes and maybe it's that the, the sitcom stuff is still only a half an hour but some of the real world stuff is bookending it or something. And that's where the extra 15, 20 minutes might come out. of. I don't know. Mm. Again, no special knowledge here, but I'm going to say it confidently.
1: I mean, one of the things that this show is, is unlike any other MCO MCU show we've seen or movie we've seen. So uh, Dr. Strange isn't even this weird. And Dr. Strange is weird. Guys, you know, this
0: should we talk about what people are calling the agents of shield connection?
1: Yes. Yes. I I did not pick
0: this up as a connection and I still don't think it, (laughs) I don't think it is a connection, but (laughs) again, I'm confident uh, that one. I wasn't confident when I said that, but uh, (laughs) no, uh, the Hydra commercial, the Hydra Uh soak, which is bath powder, uh, people are saying it connects to the framework when Coulson was talking about the blue soap that they make everyone use is brainwashing everyone. And so they're saying that this is an Easter egg an agents of shield Easter egg, because the box was blue. Ah. Uh, the box was blue. <laughs> I don't I would, think so, but
1: I would love that. Uh, you know, let's just, Put a pin in it and, and hope it happens.
2: <laughs> it, it may also be a, um, a reference to, um, I was researching some uh, information about the black and white. up uh, When Vision looked, looked like Vision and not human, um, the makeup that they had to use for him was actually blue instead of red. Because the red didn't look that well in black and white at, compared to the blue. Um, So I'm wondering if that's a nod to the makeup that they had to put on him.
0: I don't know. I don't know. That is interesting, though, when you look at black and white shows um, like the Addams Family set. Have you ever seen color pictures of the Addams Family set? Mm -mm. It is garish. It is purples and pinks and bright colors. And and the shades, you know, when you look at it in black and white, it is. Goth, you know, it's <laughs> it's gray and it's you know dark and shadowy. But you watch it in color. If you see it in color, um, to get the different shades to pop against each other, it's these garish colors that you you, you feel like you stepped into a Technicolor vomit set instead of the uh, the Adams family uh, home and. Uh, the same with like Gilligan's Island. I can't remember what, what color Gilligan's shirt is when they're filming it in black and white. When they made the switch to color, it was red. But I don't think it was red when they were filming in black and white.
2: The black and white Superman TV series, um, the costume for Superman was actually more like gray and brownish in colors. Because that's what <laughs> showed up well in black and white as opposed to red and blue. I, I think the red and blue colors actually would have blended too well together. And that's why they had him in the grays and the browns.
0: Yeah. Did you, um, did you see that movie Hollywood land?
2: Oh yeah. That's such a good movie.
0: You kind of get a picture of it there. Yeah. You, you, you get to see, uh, Ben Affleck walking around in that.
1: um, I found it interesting that vision is called vision. Even (laughs) when he's not, um, uh, even when he's looking like Paul Bettany, and they didn't, like, make up a name for him or something like that. I don't know what it means. I well, don't know if it means anything. It's just an interesting thing I've noticed.
2: Well, it's it may also be a nod to, you know, sometimes in older sitcoms, there would be weird things that would happen. Like, on Bewitched, there were two actors who played the husband, Darren, and no one said anything about it, um, about that there was a cast change. um. So, I mean, that could, and it also may be a nod to that, that Wanda is controlling this little universe and, um, that's how she sees him. And she doesn't feel like she needs to give him a, a, a human name. It, he's just vision.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it does feel a little weird when, when, uh, there's Agnes goes, oh, vision, you know, and it's just, yeah. Yeah. right. That's, that's right. Yeah. And,
1: or like when the doctor calls him vision. You know, it wouldn't. You didn't call him like Mister
0: Maximov.
2: Yes, Doctor Nielsen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nielsen. That's a that's a nod right there.
2: Yeah. yeah. To
0: Nielsen ratings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. Okay. Um, for a year growing up, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I can say this because one of uh, I never signed the contract, but um, for a year growing up, my family we were a Nielsen family. Um, oh
0: really? That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. I always wanted to be. I thought it would be so cool. They picked you uh,
2: randomly, I think.
1: I, at the end of the day, there's just so many questions and, and, like, no answers. And, yes, I realize we're at the sort of turning point into going to Act 2, and that when we rewatch all of this, it's going to be amazing. Herb cutting the hedges. <laughs> he cuts <laughs> into the here. cinder block wall. I, I've been racking my brain to see... To think if that means anything. And I can't come up with something. I can't even come up with like a weird tinfoil hat thing. Just okay.
2: I it, think this is goes back to Ben's theory about Wanda's controlling them, and she that this episode is based on that episode of the Twilight Zone. I uh,
0: I I don't know. I, I look at that one and I'm just like, that's weird. If, <laughs> yes. if he played it, if he played it in a different way, that could be the kind of joke that you might get in, in a show like that, where the guy's being distracted and he starts cutting into the cinder block and it's just kind of a, Oh, Oh wow. You know? And yeah, yeah. Yes I am kind of thing. But instead he plays it off like, yeah, yeah, yes I am. And it doesn't, it doesn't land like it's a sitcom joke. And that's one of the things that vision is scratching his head at. Like he, right. that is one of the things that causes him in this episode to actually i guess literally scratch his head but also to just be like that that's off.
2: Oh plus this is this that scene is taking away it's outside of Wanda so she cannot rewind that and make him forget it. Because she didn't witness it.
0: No, she could just rewind it when he starts to talk about it.
2: Ah, yes, but it's still there in his head.
0: Yeah, and I think we're going to have more moments like that where he is again just doing the head scratch like what in the world is going on in this place uh let's talk a little bit about um the twins we haven't talked about them at all
2: twins the first children seen in the series
0: billy and tommy Yes. I'm curious if they're going to grow up as fast as they were born. Like, Are they going to hit those <laughs> those marks? And honestly, if that happens, that's a, they have an easy fix for that. Oh, they're my niece or my nephews coming in from uh, Algonquin or whatever. But um,
2: <laughs> or if the pattern continues next week would be the 80s. So they could be 10 years old next week.
0: That's true. That's true. They could age with the show. Yes. I, I don't think we're going to get into the 80s. I don't know. I don't know, but I think we might be getting into it's still late 70s. We'll see. I think we're going slower than we're. I don't think it's a decade for every episode. I think it's a little slower than that. But Tommy and, and Billy are the names of uh, Wanda and Vision's children in the comics. So I did go back. I pulled out my uh, Vision and the Scarlet Witch 12 issue series They called it uh, for the graphic novel, they call it a year in the life because every issue is another month. And so you have the Christmas in December, you have um, Thanksgiving dinner in November, and it all leads up to in the 12th issue, the birth of Tommy and Billy. And it's
1: now who were did they go off to do anything? I mean, are they important characters In in the in the Marvel universe.
0: Sort of. So one of the things that happened was they turned out to not be real or they were retconned to not be real. And uh, and then Wanda remembered them. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that was going on with Vision and Wanda. But Wanda remembers them and remembers that they were taken away from her. And that's when she does the whole no no more mutants thing. Uh, But in current continuity, they and this I do not know how they came back. But Billy and Tommy are the new young Avengers, uh, Wiccan and Speed. And it, it's basically Billy is Wanda with her powers. And Tommy is a lot like Quicksilver with his powers. And so it's a speedster and kind of a magic user. And I had no idea who these characters were until a couple years ago when I was listening to uh, an audiobook version of uh, Civil War. Not Civil War. Yeah, yeah, Civil War. And they were a big part of that. And, and I was like, oh, who are... They? Oh, there are those kids that I never knew were a thing. Yeah, so they are an important part of the series Young Avengers, which is the Young Avengers characters um, have a bunch of characters who are very similar to actual Avengers. So I think... but I can't remember the names of them. There's Hulkling, I think, is the name of one of them. Um, I think... There's a Captain America style of character. I've only read crossover issues where it crossed over with something else I was reading. And so I'm not super familiar with these characters, but they are a part of things now.
1: So. I think we're headed to some sort of
0: mutant
1: interaction. I don't know if it's going to be a a big interaction. I don't know if it's going to be a a game-changing interaction, but we're going to have something to do with mutants in this.
0: Or if because not, how... they may not oh, use the word, but it might be, we are seeing, mm-hmm. it's possible that this episode, we saw the birth of the first two mutants. It is
1: absolutely possible, especially considering how, what a touchstone, um, what a touchstone series House of M was. Because without House of M, there's a whole subplot in Civil War that you don't get to without House of M.
0: And and Billy and Tommy may have come out of when House of M was reversed or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, they
0: may have come out of that. I, I don't I don't know. I do know that House of M, basically, it's like year of you're in hell, mm-hmm. uh, the year of hell or whatever. Uh, the the Voyager two parter where it's great, it's crazy, it's exciting. And Voyager is getting destroyed. People are getting hurt, and and then it just gets re- rewritten. Yeah, <laughs> and it never Red happened Foreman. because of time travel. And it, I, yeah, again, I did not read House of M, and so these are things that I'm talking about from things I picked up along the way, and also have <laughs> have kind of looked into um in some articles online since the last episode was on. So, I'm um, looking at my notes you guys should look at yours, but I do want to mention a couple things that felt off to me. And I'm wondering if how on purpose this was, but some of those camera angles in that house, when they were filming, some of that did not feel like a typical setup for camera angles. You would get in a, in a sitcom. It just, it didn't feel as two dimensional. The camera, I I feel like crossed the line to where you're actually seeing Um, where the audience would be. And, and, and it just, it just felt, it just felt off to me. And I'm wondering how much of that is just, that's just the way they did it. And how much of that is Wanda? Maybe she is losing more, more control. Um, I don't believe
1: there's a frame of accident in this show. I think every decision is very purposeful it may be this is the way i want it and i just want it to be that way but i don't believe that there is a frame of i think everything is designed in this in this show
2: um ben can you just describe um a moment when that happened
0: uh the opening with the doctor when mm. the couch is facing the cameras Primarily, uh, they have some camera angles that are coming from behind the couch. Okay. And also, when um, Wanda is running around the house, the position of the dining room and how it faces the living, or, or the dining area, and how it faces the living area, again, those cameras creep around behind the couch. And it, it just typically on a sitcom set there's a pretty straight line that's kind of going through the house where Mm -hmm. you know the stage is and 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 that's the fourth wall that we're looking through um and here the fourth wall is either it's either an an angled thing or um it it just it just feels like this episode was not filmed in front of a live studio audience like the other two did i with the other two i felt like there was a, a distinct line in the house that you could kind of follow that um, was, was that fourth wall. And, and in this, it just, it, there's just a couple times where it just didn't feel like it to me. And I don't know if it's on purpose, if it's just me, um, it, it, it just, it just go, it went against sitcom sensibilities for me is what it was. <laughs> okay. um, Inst- and, and so maybe on purpose, maybe not, maybe I'm just picking up something that's, that's not. I do. I,
1: I, I do hear what you're saying, and I it feels like a single camera production rather than a multi-camera production, if that makes any sense. The camera yeah, seems yeah. to move a lot more independently, whereas a show like Heck, Even Friends, you know, was multicam where you would have the actors do their thing. A a stage play, right? And you have like four cameras shooting all the different people, whereas a show like Scrubs or the office, well the office is a bad example because of all the reality bits of it. Um, but
0: that's not a bad example because in those in, in these, especially these later sitcoms, you're building the set. You know, this is the floor of the hospital. This is the the mm. office with all of the, and it's all set up it, it, it's and it's in dramas too you know so you have the bridge of the enterprise is modular so you can move the camera into any spot mm-hmm. in that round set and you will have you know you'll have space for the camera to come in because you are pulling out this where the set would be behind that camera and and so you're able to pull parts out and just get the camera in wherever you need to and so you can see the view screen in the front and you can also look at the 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 turbo lift in the back, and you know. So there's, but a sitcom, especially back then, now the monkeys was different because the monkeys didn't do the live studio audience. They built sets and stuff, but they were also going on you know live on location and and that kind of thing. So you had sitcoms back then that would have done what I'm talking about, but this intentionally has the the, the laugh tracks and and everything. Um, now it didn't bother me when they were doing like the the close-ups of of Wanda when she's delivering the baby and she's laying on the floor and the camera is obviously not behind that fourth wall but that's because they go in for the close-up you know and, and get that right and they would have that, done an insert yeah,
2: yeah that's okay. called an insert shot which is which is by the rules of filming on that 180 180 line um
1: mm-hmm.
2: that that is permitted um Though, Ben, you may want to go back, and I know at least it happened in Episode 2, but I do seem to recall in the first scene of Episode 2 where we do see the fourth wall from a different angle.
0: Yes, Um, it did happen in Episode 2. It didn't set off my signals as much, but it did happen, where you could see through the house and kind of around through the living room into this other, through the dining area and then the kitchen there.
2: Yeah, into the kitchen from the point of view of the doorway. Yep. Um, but I, I thought I wrote that off as, well, maybe it's just because this is a different style that they wanted to use different angles.
0: Could be, could be. Here's the other thing that set off my time frame signal, and that is in that commercial, this would never, ever have gotten past standards and practices. You saw the urine come out of the dog oh they didn't just suggest that the dog was going to pee you see it the dog lifts his leg and there is liquid
1: wow that would have never happened in 70's TV (laughs) I've seen this episode three times and I never even saw that once
0: never would have happened in 70's TV I don't know if it would have happened in the 80's Um, you know because commercials were meant to be the most non-offensive thing possible but yeah
1: Yeah. can i just say i love that they're putting commercials into this show
0: can i just say that i can't wait to see the payoff for these commercials
1: that's gonna be good (laughs) so
0: interesting the commercials are so interesting
1: and apparently i was watching a thing that apparently that is from a like almost frame by frame shot by shot from an advert from the 70s from that time. And I forget the name of the company, but the idea was that it was this bath salt but you know bath soak thing yeah. where all of your all of your problems of the day would just float away. And, you know, it, it was very it was almost a recreation of
0: that of that. So maybe I'm wrong. Okay, maybe they're they're recreating something, and I'm I way off. Speak but I just feel the like <laughs> yeah, I just feel like that that wouldn't have, have gotten past standards and practices for network television in the '70s. I I just don't not having
1: been alive in the '70s or very very young. Well, I was born in '79,
0: so I mean, I had six whole years, man. <laughs> Three of them that I was actually aware of what was going on around me, so. <laughs> I, I know I know yeah
1: man. You, you're you're a you're a pro at this
0: yeah yeah so uh anything else from your notes before we move on to the the one bit of, of uh, listener feedback that we have
1: uh nope I'm good no I'm good i there's nothing else the show's great let's keep watching it I do wish that the next episode would arrive instead of on Friday early I wish it would arrive early but it's not going to.
0: Okay, I do have one thing real quick. I forgot, but I that's why we have notes, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The lullaby that Wanda sings. I've seen two different articles about this apparently in. Where was that in South America? For the Portuguese version of this episode. They translated the Sokovian lyrics into Portuguese. And then for the article, they translated the Portuguese subtitles that were on that that version of the episode into English. Her lullaby. The lyrics are I waited for you, and this day has come. My heart has my heart became a home full of light, full of light. Mm. So whatever that could mean. I've seen people read into that, and I'm not going to say what it is because what people are reading into this is something based on a a known spoiler. And so they're saying, yeah, this absolutely means this. And we know it's this because we know the spoiler. Um, And maybe that could be what our post credit is. We talk about that spoiler. That is a known spoiler, but I still don't want to say anything um, in case people don't know. Because this this will be a fun surprise if people don't know. Um, mm. To me, I just feel like it's a, a melancholy lullaby. Yeah. And lullabies are, by their nature, very melancholy.
2: So when Geraldine is thrown from the WandaVision universe out, the aspect ratio changed
0: yes my kids when that happened shout out to ellen by the way because she asked me to shout out to her in our podcast episode shout out to ellen (laughs) she was near the door here she just opened the door with a very oh and she's wearing a captain marvel shirt right now nice she's like very excited that i mentioned her name ellen you want to say anything about wandavision she wouldn't even answer me verbally she's she's got gum (laughs) in her mouth so she's shaking her head anyway that's ellen I, Hi, all the kids, when that <laughs> happened, they were, they all went, ooh, like it was very noticeable this time for sure,
1: mm-hmm. because it, you know, it, that tells me that they had to do it in post, so they filmed it in 4K or whatever widescreen, you know, 2.35 aspect ratio, and then cropped it in post, and so then they could do that animation to go, to make it. You know, they go from a 4.3 to a 16 by 9
0: And some of these cameras, though, they're actually filming such high definition that you can take it and mm-hmm. zoom in to a quarter of the screen, and it still mm-hmm. is HD resolution. It's it's amazing what you can do. Right, now. yeah. So the other thing we can do is get real-time feedback from listeners. And so this is from Agent 084. and. There are spoilers to third episode, but I think we spoiled it enough. So uh, he says, I don't know how many thoughts I even have after watching episode three, Wanda continuously trying to plug little leaks in her dream life was both incredibly fun and frustrating in the best way. We finally get Billy and Tommy, though it remains to be seen if these are the kids that eventually join the young Avengers or if they have to be reincarnated reincarnated, like in the source material. When, Geraldine makes the biggest leak yet we finally get a good look at the outside world and some amazingly modern special effects and I'm excited to explore more of that character and get a glimpse at sword very very excited to see how this keeps unraveling oh and if you're complaining about the pacing of the show you're watching it wrong don't know what else to tell you I leave social media alone before I watch a new episode but I almost want to leave it alone after too because at this point I think people are nitpicking for the sake of nitpicking and it kind of sucks until next time. Oh, eight, four. And I, maybe to add on that, I would say you're not necessarily watching it wrong. Um, it's just being presented to you in a way that is not the way you watch or the way that you are inclined to watch. Cause I do think there are people who would be better served to not watch it right now. to Just wait, wait until the nine episodes have dropped. And then, watch it over the course of a week so that you can just get that next episode and, and get into what's happening. Cause we're three episodes in has a lot happened. Yes. Do we know a lot? No, no, I could see <laughs> some people getting really, really impatient. My kids are really, really impatient, but they're so excited about the next episode. And so
1: I was if you're impatient
0: t- because you're excited, that's one thing. If you're impatient because it's too moving too slow for you so far, each episode has only been 20 minutes long, 22 minutes long of content. You're going to be waiting, you know, stuff will happen, but you're going to be waiting. This is an hour into a nine episode thing. We're just stepping into act two right now.
1: I was actually talking to someone today about that. And, you know, I asked her, I said, what, what did you, what did you want out of an MCU show? What do you go to the movies to see? She goes big battles. I said, that's not what this is. (laughs) <laughs> said, you know, she she was yeah. I watched the first episode. I didn't want uh, WandaVision and Bewitched, and I didn't have the heart to tell her no, 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 sweetheart. That wasn't Bewitched. That was the Dick Van Dyke show. Um, because <laughs> Bewitched that was the be, next one. That Bewitched would be the next one because I'd been wrong. Don't don't correct people. Just let them. You know, <laughs> correct them if it's really important to correct them.
0: Well, but, but yeah, what's so. Nice- Is when you know the person and you can say, you know, like, okay, I know your sensibilities. Um, Okay, the Wonder Woman 1984 movie. You know, when I talk to people, most people I say, yeah, I think you'll enjoy watching it. But don't you don't have to rush. You know, it's this is not a a movie that's going to change your world like the first one might have. Um, And I think the same here. You know, the person. Talk to them. About what you know about them. If they want the big explosions. Tell them you might want to wait. Because big explosions I think are coming. I really do. But I think. You'd be better off waiting. Because you can get to it faster. If you start watching this later. Yeah.
1: It's very layered. There's a lot of stuff going on. But none of it has any context yet. And and soon we're going to get that. I feel like, you know, especially when we start getting episode six, seven, eight, nine.
0: Check your notes. Anything else before we close this down? That's it. I'm good. And we can talk about the spoiler. That's kind of not a spoiler because we've known this This is information we've known really since they started announcing things. But it'll be brief. But after the credits will be some spoiler stuff.
1: What is that Spoiler. Hmm. What is that spoiler?
0: I'll give you a heads up to find out if you want to be a part of this during while while the while the music's playing.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) So maybe after the music's done, it'll it'll just be me. I don't know. But (laughs) all right. So I just want to say thanks so much for listening, everyone. Thanks for spending some time with us. Thanks for geeking out with us. And let us know. Like, is this your kind of show? And if it is, let us know. If it's not. I want to hear that too. I mean, we gush about this. We have pointed out some nitpicks, things that didn't set well with us, but, um, we want to hear from you. So, you know, let us know, go to our website, welcome to level seven.com seven spelled out. Uh, go to our website. You can find the feedback pages there slash feedback. You can, uh, call in, leave a voicemail, or you could also go to Patreon and that's, that's where we're getting our messages from, from agent 084 But, Just want you to know, sometimes it's not easy. It's not easy making a podcast because there's just a lot of technical stuff that goes into it. Uh, In fact, I would probably say that uh, all great expectations lead to complications, but it's groovy and fun. It's me and it's you. Together, one plus one is more than two. Welcome to Level 7. You've heard from us, now we'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a voicemail by calling one 775 level 7 That's one 553 8357 Or send us an email to feedback at welcometolevel7.com. Just don't forget, the 7 is spelled out. You can also go to welcome to level seven dot com slash feedback and leave us a message there or join us on our facebook group facebook.com slash welcome to level seven the seven is spelled out and don't forget if you'd like to support the podcast you can go to patreon.com slash welcome to level seven the seven is spelled out and become a patreon supporter there once again thanks so much for listening and godspeed So, Stuart has left the building because there's some spoilery stuff that he was not aware of. And we want to let him be blissfully unaware. Um, He knows a little bit about some of the names we're going to throw out. But he doesn't know about the actual people. Because he doesn't know the comic book counterparts. But we are about Ah. to step into spoilers. And so, if you do not want to be spoiled... If you want to be as pure as possible then yeah just be aware. Be aware that we are about to talk about the lullaby spoiler.
2: Okay. Um I was going I was going to say oh the comic book counterpart and then I realized I don't read the counter comic books so it's okay.
0: Oh, so this could be a spoiler for you too.
2: Maybe, but if it's if it's coming if it's something coming from the comic books then Maybe it's not a big deal because what happens in the comic books does not translate into the MCU. So That's right,
0: because they MCU it. And right. So I'm not sure. I, I All I know is this character from comics, I do not know if she is going to be the same style of character that we got in, in the comic books. So the Sokovian lullaby says, I waited for you and this day has come. My heart became a home full of light and then full of light is repeated. So people are saying this is obviously, obviously referencing Geraldine, who is standing next to. uh, Wanda, as she sings this, because Geraldine is not actually named Geraldine. And we know this because at the very beginning, when they were talking about WandaVision, they had talked about how this person is actually monica rambeau and monica rambeau is maria rambeau's daughter from the movie captain marvel so if you're keeping track that's captain marvel's friend who had the daughter and this is the daughter all grown up and that's a, and, so that was one of three casting things that they shared about MCU characters who were returning to WandaVision. And we'll we'll talk about the other two. One of them we've we'll talk about the other two uh, later. Again, don't want to get into spoilers too much. We like to speculate, but I don't like to speculate a spoiler that we already know. So this is this is not speculation. This is something we already knew. And it's a spoiler-ish kind of thing. So Samantha. Yes. How much do you know about Monica Rambeau?
2: I just know that she's Maria's daughter and that she has a really good relationship with uh, Captain Marvel.
0: Okay. Yeah. So and I, and we,
2: doesn't she go into Yeah, she, she goes into the military later and then becomes a part of. Um, well, obviously, we know here she's part of sword.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the implication because of the necklace and which was a cool little element. Um, And they're already for sale online.
1: Ah.
0: (laughs) Those necklaces are already for sale. Um, In fact, they were, I think, the day after uh, for sale. Might even be the day of. But um, yeah. So Monica Rambeau is actually a character from the comics named Captain Marvel. (laughs) So this is, uh, I think, the third iteration of Captain Marvel and the first female version of Captain Marvel. And she was an Avenger. Um, I know her because one of the comics that I bought off the comic stand, I would buy, not comic stand, the, the magazine rack at, at like the gas station kind of thing. Uh, if I saw a number one, I would buy a number one, not because I thought it was going to be valuable, but because I thought I'm getting a new character. I'm getting something new ground, you know, the ground floor. And so I got this Captain Marvel comic, and I was a little bit lost because she's a character who had pretty lengthy history already um but she took the name captain marvel her powers are all light powers light based and she actually changed her name to photon at some point um and then captain marvel who in the comics right now is called captain marvel used to be called ms marvel and she took the captain marvel name just just recently and so you have all these marvel things going on because they're trying to keep the the trademark basically alive (laughs) with (laughs) ongoing things happening with, with the name Captain Marvel.
2: Ah, so this is going to going to be very interesting going forward. Um,
0: yeah. for the because,
2: MCU as a whole. Yeah.
0: Because she has light based powers. And so that's what this might be referring to, but she might be a superhero. She may have superpowers. And when did she get them? When will we find out if she got them? You know, I don't know if we're going to get her origin story here or if we're going to have to wait until Captain Marvel two, but She's been cast in Captain Marvel 2.
2: This makes so much more sense of why this character can can infiltrate um, Wanda's little pocket universe. Because if she's that that powerful, then she could do something like that.
0: So that's what I'm wondering, is if this is a situation where... Because you're talking about her being an infiltrator. I think she's an infiltrator too.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Clearly, she's part of SWORD. And if she has these light-based powers, is this like is sword bringing her out because she's the only person who can get in. And right. so they're sending her in to try and rescue these people or something. I don't know. Again, I'm speaking really confidently, but that's just based on my head right now of what's going on, because I'm trying to make sense of this just like everyone else is. And this is where my mind is going for that. But yeah, she's got light, ba- light based powers. Um, and she's got a really cool costume, too. I really it's got these it's white and at least the character when I knew her, it was this white costume that had these kind of billowy sleeve things going that were kind of a under her arm cape that would happen and a black starburst um, symbol on her chest. And um, the that one shot, I, I, I believe it actually was just a one shot comic and again, a trademark thing so they could have a comic book out there that kept the trademark alive enough that they didn't have to worry about it for a little while. Um, But I remember liking that comic. I have not gone back to read it. I can't find it. It's probably packed away right now anyway, but, um, but yeah, she's got a much bigger history than that one comic where I have this, you know, connection to her because I bought it off the, the stands when I was in junior high or high school. But yeah, so that's the spoiler. That's the, you know, so if, I don't think it's much of a spoiler, especially now that we've seen she is sword and that, but, but it is definitely a spoiler. And I'm glad that, um, even though, like I said, Stuart knows names, but doesn't know, like I am positive. I'm a thousand percent positive that he doesn't know that Monica Rambeau is this Captain Marvel superhero. And so if, she starts manifesting superpowers. It's going to be a surprise to him. I'm, I'm, I'm positive.
2: I have wondered if we were going to see other um, superheroes that are just as powerful as Wanda. Because I, we keep talking about on occasion that you know that um, Wanda is going going to be in the um, Doctor Strange sequel. So I'm wondering, are we going to see Benedict Cumberbatch make a cameo appearance towards the end of the series? Um, that but, would be
0: very interesting. I, I yeah. doubt it, but that'd be really cool.
2: But now that I know that we have uh, Monica and that she has superpowered herself, I'm thinking maybe not. But we shall yeah. see.
0: That's the whole thing with this show. I mean, even more so, I think, than other shows. This is a we will see because we don't even know where this thing's going. At least with like the defenders, we kind of knew, oh, this is leading up to a big confrontation with Sigourney Weaver or with Jessica Jones. We knew, okay, this is going to lead to a big confrontation with David Tennant, you know, and we kind of knew where things were headed, at least because we knew what the characters wanted in this. I think the only thing we know about what the characters want is that Wanda wants life with vision. A life with vision and 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 the family that she never got to have and that's the kids are here you know and i've said before that one of the things i used to teach ish kind of thing is is that there's you know when you're looking at a good story a good plot there's one common element that that you can distill almost every story into this one sentence almost every story can be this sentence can describe that story. And that's that somebody wanted something, but something got in the way. And that's almost every story you can come up with. And, and honestly, even if there's a story that you, th- you could say, Nope, it doesn't. I think you could twist it to it. So it does fit. Cause that's what people do. You know, we twist it to make things fit. But, um, in this case, Wanda wants vision, but we don't know what's getting in the way yet yet but we will
2: looking forward to seeing the rest of the series
0: yeah. yeah all right samantha thanks for sticking around with me you're welcome for letting me i you know i, I i'm curious like if, if it'll be better for Stuart if there's a revelation of 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 captain marvel in this or or now that i've spoiled it for you a little bit we'll see but
2: I'm already – there's a lot of things about the show I'm already super spoiled about, and I'm really upset that I am. Um, um, but, um, oh, that's
0: right, from, from IMDb Trivia, uh, right?
2: I mean, yeah, and, and uh, I know we're in the spoilers section here for our podcast, but I, um, I had to explain to Stuart a couple days ago that um, I didn't see this in the spoilers section of the trivia. I saw this in the main part of the trivia.
0: Saw and what? Was,
2: the spoilers
0: this oh the spoilers you yeah. Spoiler
2: yeah um so that's not cool <laughs> no it's not it they should have been below the the red wording that said spoilers below
0: well here's the thing i think that some people and, and rightfully so I, I think that some people would not define what we just talked about as spoilers um
2: because they've because already had um Um, press releases about
0: it yeah press releases and then we we take the character name and what do you know about the character name you know and that kind of thing um and and they wouldn't be wrong i mean we are defining spoilers probably more tightly than we necessarily need to um but that's not cool (laughs) yeah you just described so all right well thanks samantha time to shut this one down and all
2: right thank you
0: we'll talk next week
2: all right bye